this weekend, uh, which, um, you know, came out actually a week before, the Lego movie. And um, when I first saw the trailer for this movie, I thought it was just going to be, you know, a giant advertisement for Legos. I wasn't too interested. But actually, after going out and seeing it, it's changed me. It's, um, it's a great movie. Like, you know, for what it is, a Lego movie, you know, you have good writing, you have good dialogue, good um, scenes, good... Everything was set up really well. It was it was a really good surprise, and it's a change from a typical um, child or cartoon movie that you usually see. Good storyline. Um, stars um, basically this Lego construction worker who's a nobody, and he gets pulled into this whole giant mission to stop uh, this evil businessman called Mr. Business, and he is trying to glue all the Lego pieces in the world so they won't move. So. He pulls into this adventure. You get a lot of characters from the different Lego sets. You know, you see Gandalf, you see a spaceman, you see Batman, you see Superman. You see all these other Lego references and all these characters. So it's kind of nice to see kind of a mix of all these worlds uh, in a fun environment. You know, the movie likes to make fun of itself, likes to make fun of a lot of pop references. So it's great for all ages, and you have a great uh, voice cast. You know, Morgan Freeman's in it. Um, Will Arnett, Chris Platt plays the main character. Um, so 
I would highly recommend it. I mean, it's probably, you know, the year's only begun, but it's pretty much high on the list right now for a great movie of the year. Uh, I would say on the behalf of Lego, what a way to, to boost your brand. I mean, I mean, what better way than to put out movies to, to plug your toys? Mm-hmm. Exactly, and they're already talking about, uh, you know, it, it broke box office records. It was number one still this past weekend, and uh, they're already in works of a sequel. Wow. That's good. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so if you're looking for a movie, like I said, it's for all ages. You're not going to be disappointed in only about an hour, and I think half an hour and a half long or an hour and 40 minutes long, so not too long either. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, uh, for me, it was the weekend of the remakes I saw about last night and uh, Endless Love. Um, both of these movies are remakes. They have been made before. Uh, about last night starred Demi Moore and Rob Lowe in the original version, and Endless Love starred Book Shields in the original version. Um, I'll start with About Last Night. Kevin Hart, Michael Ealy, Regina Hall, and uh, Joy Bryant. It was a good movie. Of course, Kevin Hart is hilarious in the movie. <laughs> but you, you know how I feel about remakes. You know, with all the stories and imagination out there in the world, you choose to take a story that was already made and retell it and simply because you know it's a box office hit. The original movie was a box office hit, so it's bankable. And that's why Hollywood does these remakes, because they know they can make money off of them. Uh, again, Kevin Hart is hilarious in the movie, and the movie is good. It's a good movie. I, I just, I'm yearning for original stories. Um, going to the movies and see? Maybe. It all depends on the person going to go see it. It's a good movie. Um, I went to go see it just on the premise of it being a remake and what made it different from the original. Um, they just left it alone, in my opinion, um, and just loved the same. It, I thought that um, the Endless Love movie was probably the worst remake out of the two. Um, Endless Love was probably a Brookfield's classic, and they should have left it alone. Um, mm. Don't don't touch it. <laughs> Leave it alone. Wow. Um, wow. It's a little lackluster. Endless Love, I could have done without. About last night, Kevin Hart made it actually good for me because he was hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just my stance on remakes. Just leave them alone. <laughs> Don't mess with them. Don't mess with them. Don't mess with them. Are there any? So no, any no re- RoboCop for you. I, I refuse. I can't. <laughs> I, 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 can't. I, I, I agree. <laughs> so, are there any remakes that that you've seen that you actually do like that you thought they did it justice? Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna give you an example of a remake that can withstand the test of time and it was good and I'm and it may sound corny to some people but you go from the Wizard of Oz to the Wiz it's the same story but it has a completely different twist on it and it's almost a whole new movie but the same storyline you understand okay. okay okay they made it original an original remake when you make an original remake I can give you thumbs up on that one but if you're just going to straight make up you know the same movie over again with different actors, it doesn't, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially because you, like you said, and I know you're a fan of indie movies and you find those to be more entertaining because it's more original uh, storyline. 
Is that true? And I'm going to keep it real honest, and I'm not trying to take money out of the box office because I do want people to go to the movies because it is a whole experience. That's why I love going to the movies. It's an experience to sit in a theater with other people and have that experience together. Mm-hmm. The best movies these days are coming out, and they're going straight to DVD. Like, seriously, these these new directors and producers, they're bypassing Hollywood and going straight to DVD. You have people that are making stellar movies, and they're selling them out of their trunk. Yeah. Just yeah. keeping it real. They're selling them out of their trunk, and they're, they're stellar, stellar movies. Yeah, and they're saying that's the kind of the same going with the TV shows nowadays are kind of movie quality, and they're kind of replacing movies. And I haven't seen House of Cards yet, but, uh, you know, if you saw anything on Facebook, the season two came out this weekend, and people were talking all about it and how great oh, yeah. the show it was. So, um, again, I haven't seen it yet, but it looks like, you know, this going direct to Netflix and making, you know, even a TV series that mm-hmm. are going to be at the quality of movies because all the writers are going to go there. Um, Absolutely. You know, you see that small transition. And and Stephen, uh-huh. you you and I both know it as of this month alone, we've had two different directors who were doing web series or or taking their movies straight to the internet. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's the uh-huh. new trend. And and yeah. it's quality stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's free. It, is. <laughs> it is. It is. So what are, what are the Oscars? March second. The end. Yeah. March 2nd. Are y'all looking forward to it? Will you be watching? I'll definitely be watching. There, yeah. There's a couple of movies it. that, you know, I have my eye on to see if they actually honor them. Um, 12 Years a Slave is definitely one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think then it, and I think it just won a BAFTA, which is like the British Film Awards, uh, mm-hmm. 12 Years a Slave, and I think Gravity was up for some awards also. So Absolutely. Um, 12 Years a Slave will probably be the movie to beat. Uh, for this Oscar, so we'll see because it's it's on a roll with these past Oscar or these past award shows. So that's yeah. always a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Anything else? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. And um, I plan to hopefully try to catch up on Monument Man. I don't know if you've seen that yet, Chike. It got a little yeah, bit of misuse, but okay. But I think it. I mean, it looked interesting to me. So let me know if that's worth uh, checking out. Yeah, I gave it a thumbs up. Actually, perfect, go see perfect. that. Check it out. Yeah, it looked it looked exciting for me, so that's on my radar. Um, before right, I leave, I just I oh. just want to say, you know, you can also hear us on local Talent Connect site, and if you happen to be an artist who uh, is looking to network and branch out, and this is a global um, a global hub for artists all around, localtalentconnect.com. Please log on if you're an artist, network with other artists and other people in the business. Definitely, definitely, definitely a great go-to site to network with people of the like. Absolutely, and I'm on there, so look me up. <laughs> look me <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks as always. All right, thanks a lot. Absolutely. All right, okay. Hey, Ron, what's going on? What up? What's, what's up, Mr. Knight? How's it going, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. How you, how you doing? I'm doing, man. I'm 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 doing good, man. I've I've got two assignments that I'm working on for um for um classes, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much it, man. How's the internship? The internship is really nice. It's it's okay. it's going really really nicely. Thank you for asking. Uh, um, I guess I can dig right into sports, but first, um, I wanted to mention 
the um I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Jordan Davis murder I have case. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to talk about that really, really quickly. What are your um, thoughts on that? What are your thoughts? Because we got the verdict. What was it on? Was it Saturday? It was Saturday. Yeah. No, yeah. Sunday. Sunday? Saturday or Sunday? I think Saturday. Yeah, over the weekend. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was over the week. Um, it was actually Saturday. Yeah. Um, I was. I don't know, man. I, I'm. Um. Um. I'm happy that he's going to, you know, be spending sixty plus years in prison, but mm-hmm. I, but I'm upset because he wasn't found guilty of murder. Now he wasn't right. found innocent. You know, I. I. I I want to stress that it was a mistrial, which which means that if the state wants to, which so far they um they've they they've said that they're going to, that he's mm-hmm. going to be retried for um for a murder. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel that the state actually overcharged because they were stressing first degree murder, like that 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 was what they were actually um going for was first. It, now it now it was also um, second degree, third degree and manslaughter also were 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 the charges, but they were fighting for first degree and mm-hmm. overcharge. Actually they should have went for um second second. But anyway, um it's 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 I don't know man. It's it's Florida is just crazy. Florida is yeah. crazy. They actually need to get rid of that stand your ground law. I think they that really needs do. to be done. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Did you see? And did you see George Zimmerman's interview with Chris? Oh Carmel? gosh, I saw I saw bits of That's it, man. Crazy. Yeah, I this saw dude, before. this dude is just. I mean, something's you can, can't you see that there's something like really off with him? Yeah, like, something's this, off. This man is is cuckoo. Like he needs. Like he's he's nuts. He's 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 nuts. So, um, yeah, I, I saw bits of it. I mean, typical. I mean, he's he's a loser, and he's he's upset because he feels that he's the victim and he's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder uh-huh. over all of this, and that it's the media's fault, and it and that mm-hmm. he's broke. And I'm like, dude, jump off a on the bike, whatever. Go just go somewhere. Yeah, you know, and, you know and he feels he, he feels like that he was the victim in the whole thing, and yeah, and, uh, you know, he was the one being his head was getting bashed into the pavement, and um, you know, he doesn't. He said he hasn't reached out to family, but he what he say he thought about it. Or, I don't know. I, it's just I don't know. But he feels like that he feels like everything he does is going to be you know over you know, dramatized because of what already happened to him and, you know, he can't have peace and it, it was just... And he shouldn't so have peace. He you're shouldn't you're have alive. Peace. Right, you're alive. He, right. He shouldn't have peace. This is his prison. He shouldn't right. have peace. He shouldn't. Yep. For the rest of his life, he should be suffering in, internally and externally. Yes, I'm all for it. I'm all mm-hmm. for it because he, if he would have minded his own business, just like Mr. Dunn, who... um who, whose trial was, you know, um, done over the weekend, if both of these men would have just minded their business. Right. Yeah. Just just mind your business. If he's walking home with the hoodie on, so what? Why do you care? Mind your business. And if there you were another... so afraid, why would you approach him if you're so afraid? 
mm-hmm. you would call the cops and sit there and wait till the cops come. Yeah, for, another, um, another teenager. Yeah. Um, he was murdered as well. Um, There's another one. Hoodie. Yeah, he, he had a hoodie on, but the, the person that murdered him was a black guy, older black man. He he uh, followed him and killed him, and mm-hmm. used standing ground. Used the standing ground. It's and he got head. away with it. Um, I th- well, okay, the guy was 21. The guy was 21 that got killed. Um, okay. Let's see. In Fort, let's see. Is this in Florida? Yeah, in Florida, of course. Yeah. Another man in Florida uh, stood his ground, chasing and killing youth in hoodies. I don't understand how it's this. You how they can say that they stood their ground when they were the aggressors. And the thing about the Dunn case, which bothered me, is that. Um, you know, he shot in the car, shot in the car, shot up the car, shot as the yeah. car was driving off, and yeah. you were scared for your life. Like he said, he was scared for his life. That we thought there was the thugs were to come back and get him and his uh, fiance, but yet you don't call the police because you know what that's called. You're scared for your life. You call the police. He's a liar. This man is a straight up liar. He's a liar. Lie, 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 liar. And I think that he. He really thought that he was going to get off on all this. I believe in his mind that he was going to get away with this. Yeah. I really this think so. Yeah. Yeah. He said he wasn't shocked when the police wanted to question him, but he was shocked when they arrested him. Yeah, but, like, um, how dare you? Wait, really? I right. Look at me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged ca- Caucasian man in the South. How dare you ask me questions? You know, how dare you? How you know, or how dare you arrest me? You know, yeah, it's, I'm glad he's gone. And then um, what I thought was also compelling is that um, when he was being questioned about did he tell his fiance that the, that they had a weapon, he said yeah. he told her. She said he didn't tell her that. Hmm. Who she am I gonna believe? He, yeah, she said that he never told her that. But anyway, Let's so see. um. The, the 21-year-old that got killed, he was shot in Orlando. Apparently, he was running through this man's yard. He hadn't mm-hmm. stolen anything. He hadn't broken anything. And the guy followed him mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. killed him. Mm-hmm. So this this young man was walking through a yard, had apparently yard. walked out of the yard, running through the yard. So he's already out of the yard by, by this time. He's already ran through. He's on the street, whatever. He's He's not on that man's property anymore. Right. And the man follows him and shoots him? Wow. His name was Ricardo Sainz is the one who was 21 year old that got murdered. He was found in the, in the grass. And there was, mm-hmm. uh, there were, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, shell casings around his body. Mm-hmm. So he was shot more than once. Uh-huh. So, um, he was shot, poor, poor, poor brother. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. So he was shot in the back? I don't know if it's... Uh, no, it's not, it doesn't say where he was shot. Okay. He had his hands, but he had, okay. The man said that he had his hands in his pocket of the hood sweatshirt and another mm-hmm. piece of attire that Smith, is who killed him, indicated mm-hmm. he thought the man was up to no good. That's what he said. Wow. He was arrested. He's being charged with second-degree murder. Good. Now this should be on the news. Also, they need to make this. You know, we need yeah, to see this. Yeah, all also. these need to be. They need to be known so that you know. So so it brings awareness because, like um, yeah. one of the attorneys was saying, most people don't even know the standing ground law. They don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Right. They don't know right. uh, 
the parameters around it. And it's that. Right. Anyway, let's switch directions. Yeah. Let's go into sports. Um, you know, let's we um, definitely have this family in our prayers and and everyone else that's affected by by the situation. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. We'll go, go on to sports. Okay, we can switch up. Um, sports. All-Star game was this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the East came back in in one, which yeah. is what I always knew, that they were going to win. Um, they were actually down by, like, a lot of points, but it's, a, it's an All-Star game. They don't play defense. You know, they're just shooting, shooting, shooting. Right, so right. You can be down by, like, 25 points and come back to win. So mm-hmm. um, the MVP – Oh man, my brother from another mother, Kyrie uh-huh. Irving. Yes, the um, point guard of the um, Cleveland Cavaliers. He was the uh-huh. um, All Star Game most most valuable player. So big ups to him. Um, yeah. Let's see what else is going on. What did, you think about, what did you think about the dunk contest, the three point contest? Well, me and Michelle were talking about yeah. it yesterday. We, we, it's just not exciting like it was back in the day. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not. It's not. The stars and don't. They don't even sign they up. They don't show up. Yeah, right, they yeah. don't show up, man. It, it's and and so they're trying to make it that Saturday. That Saturday, they're almost making it trying to make it like a Super Bowl kind of thing with the right. with the um with the you know singers and the entertainment and, and everything. But but that just tells you that that's how whack that that is that it is now because yeah. back in the eighties and the nineties, you didn't need all that. You didn't need. No. People singing, performing. You know, you didn't need all that. The players came out. They, they don't now. They, they just like what? It's it's whack. It's it's really whack, man. It's 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 bad. It's it's right, bad. Yeah. The yeah. the actually honestly, even the um all star game itself is 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 just boring. It's not the now. same, it's, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just not the same, man. So I don't know if the NBA should still even do it. Um, maybe scale it down. Maybe I. Uh, or maybe just. I'd be have, interested to see. I'd be interested to see what the ratings were, you know, for it for the game. Oh, I'm sure. Zero, not, well, not zero, but I'm sure that it, that it wasn't well. I'm sure. Let me just put it this way. Um, I'm sure that just as many. Well, maybe not just that a a a nice segment of the population were still watching the um, Housewives of Atlanta and and yeah. Sunday shows that they used to watch. You know, I don't think people turned away to uh, watch the All Star Game, as opposed well, to the Super Bowl or something like that. Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah I don't we, think we, people. I to went to Miss Parker's house to watch the game, and uh, we watched the first half. That we turned. And he turned. Yeah, you turned. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, 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 it's boring. So yeah, um, they need to do something better with that. Um, hopefully, LeBron, Kevin Durant. I mean, come on, y'all, please. Come on, do do people need to pay y'all like uh, you know five five million dollars to to do it or something like? Mm, 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 mm. Oh, I miss the days when Michael Jordan would dunk and Dr. Oh, J. Back I in think the day, is today is birthday. Today is Michael Jordan's birthday. Oh, is it? Oh, happy birthday, Mike! Yeah, happy okay. birthday. Happy birthday! Did birthday. you see uh, Charles Barkley's interview with President Barack I Obama? I did. I sure did. He did a great job, I thought. He he did an outstanding job. I yes. I yes. I love me some Charles Barkley, man. Charles yeah. Barkley, you my dude. I yeah. like I yeah, would great. just enjoy being with him, man. He's just like a fun guy, just so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, just a professional. Just, just, he's just a cool guy. Yeah. Know. Yeah. He did a and he's still 
and he's and, and he's still Charles. So, so right. um, Charles still brings elements of his personality into it. Like he's 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 all that to me. Good job, yeah. Charles. Yeah, really really cool. Um, wanted to also talk really quickly. Oh, is Janera here too? I'm sorry, I don't want to hold. No, her. she's not going to be on tonight. She'll be back with us next week. She's playing okay, catch up. So she had death in the family too. So she's oh, playing catch up. She'll be back next week. Okay, cool. So do I have like like another like another minute or so? How, how much yeah, am I going to Okay, okay, cool. Um, I want to talk about Michael Sam again. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, I don't know if 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 you if you heard about um he had recently went back to his um college to i think they they got their um championship trophy like the um s e c west or something like like their um conference mm-hmm. the divisional championship trophy or something like that anyway right. there there was a ceremony for the young players on campus well, anyway when um he when he arrived on campus there were some um pro, pro some protesters from a um local church there that were trying to you know stir up hate and ignorance oh, and everything yeah but what was great was that his um his fellow classmates uh made a makeshift line like mm-hmm. wall to um block wow. him to um block the um the uh, protesters from um, coming anywhere near him. So I thought that wow. was that 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 was love. I thought that was wow. really really great. Yeah, that was. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. And then also I wanted to talk about the Jonathan Martin thing. I don't know if if you heard about um, any more um, if, information with that with the um, whole Dolphins drama down there. I have well, heard of. Uh, oh, okay. Well, the the um, in investigation has. Has been done, and um, they found that there was bullying involved. Mm. Of course, mm. big, 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 big shocker, um, and that it wasn't only um, incognito, but there were actually three other players that also were part of this whole wow. bullying hazing thing. And they not only bullied Jonathan Martin, but they also bullied a trainer. And also, I think it was a um, an an assistant coach or something like that. So, but yeah, so it was more than just Jonathan Martin. So this is a culture with the mm-hmm. Dolphins, and mm-hmm. and if I and if I was the owner, I would clean house. I, I would get rid of the head coach, the coaching staff, clean house, get rid of a, a, a lot of players, and just start building a new culture in that huh. locker room. Because to me, right now, it's 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 disgusting it's really bad yeah it's really, really it is it really, yeah it's really bad wow. um but yeah so that's that's the latest with sports oh yeah i'm um, also you know um the u.s men's hockey team beat russia um okay. so yeah so that was that was great and now they're they're they've moved on to um to try to play for the um gold medal so the All journey right. continues so big up to usa yeah that's and that's the latest with sports. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Aaron Cosby. And I'm out. Have a good one. All right. Next week. All right, Aaron. Have a good one. Uh, all right. Thanks. As I said, Ms. Ferguson is not on tonight. Uh, it's not on tonight. Uh, you know, she'll be back next week. But you can go to her website, budgetshopaholic.com, for her finds. 
Take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Thank you. Get Powerhouse Wolf Entertainment's artist Ron Anthony's love-making song, Home Tonight. Let's stay home tonight with The One You Love, produced by Blue Wolf Paul Pato. Download the single now on iTunes, Amazon, and all major stores. R-A-H-N-A-N-T-H-O-N-I. This will make you grow in love. This is from the forthcoming CD on Wolf Entertainment. You can check out other songs, including inspirational and dance music by this artist, on www.wolfentertainment.com.au. Let's get back to making love. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Uh, Before we... Uh, going to our first guest, I want to go over the question of the day. The question was, what good advice would you give someone who was going through a difficult time in life? Uh, Alvin Ledlon said, pray and trust God. Marvin Jenkins said, I'm here if you need me, no matter what. Jake Ferguson said, there's always an end to everyone's struggle. Appreciate the struggle because at the end there is, not always a pot of gold, but there will be a lesson taught and a blessing for each struggle you fought. I put, uh, be present during the trial, pray for direction, and take the lesson in the end for future reference. Tony Andros put, uh, pray it works, just talk to God about it. Brandon Brown, uh, it will get better, and guess what? I'll be there with you every step of the way to make sure it does. Debbie Madison, hang in there. It's not over yet. Dante Davis said, keep God first, never give up. Uh, Lauren, Laura McNew said, God never bears on us more than we can handle. Kyle Reinhardt, he said, uh, no matter what life throws at you, you must remember that anything can be overcome and not to lose yourself. The measure of strength is not how you are, how you, how tough you appear, today, but how to react to struggle, anxiety, and stress. Take each battle piece by piece and stay optimistic. Gabriel Washington said, push, pray until something happens. Uh, Will Sanders said he thinks it's best not to give any advice, but instead listen with empathy and offer support and encouragement and prayer. Do not give advice. And then there was a discussion on why you shouldn't give advice. (laughs) But, uh, Right now we're waiting for our first guest to call in, um, Mr. Mars. I'm sure he'll be calling in in a second. I just want to remind everyone to go to EOTMAwards.com. We have our um, upcoming award show, uh, the EOTM, EOTM award show um, in, the, in the winter. So definitely find out where you can get information, uh, tickets, and get your favorite artists and shows and whatnot nominated. Um, Definitely do that. And, you know, we are a team that works hard. We have a lot of things we do outside the Stephen Knight Show. Um, for one, Adam, we all know he's an actor, very talented actor, here locally in Atlanta. Go to his Facebook page. He's, all, he's always doing different roles and whatnot, so you can uh, stay abreast of what he has going on. Chike, he has conversations with Chike where he interviews uh, entertainers and all types of people. Um, find out what they have going on. You definitely want to check him out on Facebook. And then, uh, you know, I sing. I do music. and actually about to go in the studio very soon. I finally found me a 
great producers and help me uh, get some things going on. So I have a new single coming out next month, but I'm back in the studio with, with other uh, other music coming soon. I am trying to stall right now because our guest is not here. <laughs> but I guess we can go into entertainment news. Uh, so entertainment news, they have that Peter, if you know, if you watch uh, House of Atlanta, Peter may be involved in Apollo's uh, identity theft and fraud business deals. What? So this is yeah. a, a Ron talk. I'm sorry. Really? Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said he may be involved. Um, yes. First, they try to say yes. Phaedra may have been involved, but I seriously doubt that Phaedra would do something like that. I think Phaedra's too smart. And some of the the things that Apollo has been, the crimes he has been uh, accused of, they're, they're, it's stupid because there's a paper trail. And Phaedra, yeah. I think she's smart, she's smart enough to, you know, to, to be involved in that, to be involved in that. Now, Peter, I'm not the brightest bold. Apollo's not the, the brightest light bulb, man. I'm telling you, he's that's. That's if you know you've already been to jail for um, for uh, white car crimes and stuff like that. Why would you put that? You know what I mean? Why Especially you when you have children now, right? Now it, it's it's not about you anymore. You right. got two babies that you need to take exactly. care of. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Did you um, did you happen to watch the show last night? Yes. Oh man, dude. Okay. What do you? Oh, okay. First of all, Candy, with all due respect, thin, lo- loving our mothers. Got we have our mom's back. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I but Miss Candy, if you want to have a a a marriage and a future with any man, Todd or anybody, you're gonna have to forsake all others. It's in those yeah. Forsake all others. And, mm-hmm. Including your mother, you, you your mother, Miss. What's what is her mama's name, Miss? Um, whatever her name is, Joyce. Anyway, Miss Joyce, mm-hmm. Mama Joyce, have yeah, a Mama seat. Joyce. Sit down. Yeah. Get a life. Find a hobby. Um, get a boyfriend or something. You get girl. Dang. Get your own she life. Crazy. Yeah. She yeah. is crazy. She's she's nutty. Something's. Which is surprising because I've met her on several occasions. She's always been very nice. And even on the show prior to the season, she was always nice on there. But I don't know if the producers told her to turn up or something, but she's been tripping. I, I, she think, tripping. I think Mama Joyce is trying to get us a, a um, spinoff. I think that's what it is. Mama Joyce and her sisters, they're trying to get a spinoff. They're like, bump this. The old the old biddies, we need our – our time too now, yeah. Because Mama Joyce has turned it up a thousand. She is want to fight, and yeah. she's crunk. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, she turned it up. But but she but she needs to sound. Candy needs needs to check her. Todd was right. Like Candy yeah, she is. Candy needs to check her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And 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 not only him, but her friend Carmen. Like I feel bad for both of them. Carmen's yeah. in the middle of all this drama, and it's it's just unnecessary. And all Candy needs needs to do is handle it. Candy, right. you over here crying, and your mama over, over there laughing. And that makes right. no sense to me. Trust the people Handle out on the voicemail. And that's a representation of you. To me, that's yeah. a, a that's a reflection of Candy. Mm-hmm. So and, she can handle that. I want to talk about Nene now. Yes, with her and yes, Kenya. yes. I, I understood yeah. why she, you know, Kenya invited her to uh, the – charity event she was throwing and she was going to honor Nene there. And she yeah. didn't call her to invite her. 
yeah. she uh, instead she um, sent her an evite, her in, which I do agree. E-bite. I do agree. You still uh, you're still supposed to call an honoree, especially. But Absolutely. where I think yeah. Nene was wrong is that if you made the decision to go, don't come there with attitude. You still made the decision exactly. to come. You know what I mean? Yeah, you made exactly. you decided that I'm gonna whatever, however she invited me, I'm gonna come anyway. But you come with yeah. attitude, and then that's your brand. You go up there give a speech, rude, short, attitude. I mean, I just I don't get it. I don't get her this season. She's like a she's mm. like a bully. She's like a bully. Nene Nene has turned off a lot of people this season. Yeah. I've actually noticed on her um, Facebook accounts, they are coming at her. They are coming yeah. at her. People right. don't like her right now. So if I don't know who Nini's um, agent is or her management team, down. but they need they to set her down. Actually, Nini, if I was her, which I'm not, but if I was her, I would go on Andy Cohen's show as soon as I could and I would sincerely just, first of all, apologize because what she said to Brandon, well, about Brandon was not cool. Calling him oh, yeah. a queen and wearing a gown, that that was out, that was not cool. That was out yeah, of line. Man. So she definitely yeah. needs to apologize for that. Second of all, Kenya was um, Christopher Williams. He did grab Kenya. He yeah. did. She mm-hmm. said that he didn't. He did grab her. And so she should yeah. apologize for for. For that, and then thirdly, I don't know. Nini's some something. I don't know if I don't think Nini. I think Nini feels threatened by by Kenya, because um, I think that that they're coming for. I think Nini is um, not happy with her lack of jobs right now because she's not mm-hmm. that it, it it woman right right now. And um, yeah, she she needs to get it together. But I will say this also. Yes, she was. She had every. She was right. Whenever Kenya did not call Kenya, should have that that was messy. Right. Kenya should have definitely exactly. called her, definitely. Yeah. But but what Nini should should have did was whenever she came there and 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 um she got on the mic, it was still about Nini and it was about her charity. The so charity. Nini should have should have right. you know snapped out of it and right. just been professional and kept it cool. And she could have still did digs here and there, you know. Oh well, you know, thank you all for being here, even though someone did not call me about something that's that's about me. But see, I don't you even know. think she should have done all that. I think that's well, how I know, I know, but you know, yeah. but she could have, you know, being needy, she could do a little something, but then laugh off and everything and say, you know, you guys right. please open up your uh, pocketbooks and, and your checks and everything, and please support this um, great cause. Thank you. Bam, kept the boom right. mood. You could have been blonk and clunk and yeah. whatever else she does. It kept it moving. Yeah, and uh, then went after Kenya later behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah, but she turned a lot of people off. Yeah, she's she turned off a lot of people, and it looks like next week, um, Marlo's coming after her. So Nini's having a bad, bad couple of weeks. It's kind of bad. Wait, Ron, let's switch gears. I, I appreciate you stepping in, but uh, one of our guests is here. Absolutely. I'm very excited to talk to this next lady. I really appreciate it, man. Have a great week. No okay. problem. Okay. All okay. right. You too. Right. Now, I'm very excited to talk to this our next guest. Our first guest, uh, a few months ago, I saw an inspiring video on Facebook that featured uh, Lakeisha Shearn, who once weighed over 300 pounds, was suffering with depression and low self-esteem. She decided to document her 100-day journey uh, of working out, eating right, and making lifestyle changes to better her life. Mm-hmm. After seeing the 2 minute and 59 second uh, video, I knew I wanted to have her on the show. So please help me welcome Ms. Lakeisha Shearn. Welcome to the show. 
Hi, how are you? Oh, good, how are you doing? I'm good, I actually just came back from the gym so. Okay, okay, great, great, great So I, I know that, um, you know, I saw the clip on Facebook Someone shared it on Facebook And tell us about where you were prior to making that video Where, what, you know, kind of where your headspace was during that time Oh, that's a good question. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I have been working out for probably like about almost a year before the um, the documentary takes place between September and December of last year. Okay. And I have been working out since August of the year prior. And okay. um, I had just been, you know, quietly going to the gym, doing different cardio classes and doing different, like, weightlifting stuff. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that there was a difference in the pictures from, like, 2012 versus 2013. And I was sitting at home one day watching this uh, television show that does um, internet videos, and this video came on for this woman who taught herself how to dance in a year. And it spoke to me because I was on my own journey of just trying to keep pushing forward and learning how to do everything I didn't really mm-hmm. want to go by how, like, you know, someone else was doing it or, you know, watching other people do it. I wanted to figure it out on my own because this is supposed to be a life, you know, change, not just, okay. oh, I'm going to do this for 20 minutes and be done with it. Exactly. And yeah. I started following her on uh, line. Her name is Karen. She has that, you know, viral video, video that learned the dancing year, and I started following her on Facebook. And one day she posted, oh, what can you do in 100 days? Email me. And I emailed her, and she directed me to this website called giveit100.com where you can do anything for 100 days. It doesn't have to be just working out. You can do whatever you want. And I was already working out. I already noticed a change in myself, and I already wanted to document it, but I didn't want to go through the whole thing of doing YouTube and uploading and all that stuff. And I said, cool, I can do it here because it's already set up. I don't have to do anything. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it was just only 10 seconds a day, so it wasn't really hard. You know, I didn't have to sit there so long with, you know, with a camera or anything. It's just 10 seconds of footage. Right. Karen, um, Karen being the co-founder, she called me one day, and she, we just happened to live in the same city. Like, I live in California. I'm from the Bay Area, and she happens to live in San Francisco, and she did, reached out to me, and she said, I know there's some unseen footage, and she asked if she can see it, and she saw something there, so she took that footage and put it together, and that's wow. how the video came about. Wow. So once it was out there, because I, because you know I watched it, you know watched the, uh, the the clip and and you know you were very revealing about what you were going through some days and so I going to the gym, still went, still uh, you know kept pressing on. Did you have any apprehension about being so open and honest? Well, when everything was on the website, I knew that I made the decision of when I was going to do it. I was going to do a whole no card of like we're going to do this video, we're going to tell. Everything that's frustrating us, you know, because we mm-hmm. talk in the third person sometimes. So we're going to do it, <laughs> and uh, we're going to push forward and leave it all on the table. 
that was the point, okay. you know. Okay. Um, sometimes you just have to say something to kind of get it out and move on and move forward. Mm-hmm. I never expected that people other than the people on that site to see it. So mm. was I expecting, like, the video to have almost, like, Viral. a million Viral. views? No. Mm-hmm. I was not mm-hmm. expecting that at all. Uh, and so when when it did go viral, I mean, and I was reading the comments, it almost brought me to tears because I felt so, I was happy for you, you know, that you were getting so much love. What, what, what did it make you feel when it went viral? And, and you got people, I mean, people from all over the you know, world really reaching out and, and rooting you on and letting you know that you are inspiring them uh, to make changes in their lives. How did that make you feel? Um, you know, on the pro side, I was very humble. I felt really good that I was getting a lot of positive reviews. I mean, obviously, when you're, uh, you know, revealing yourself that open and that honest, you're afraid of what people are going to say. And I was afraid of what people are going to say for the fact that, you know, it is my story. But, um, there's some negative stuff out there, too. And yeah. For yeah. the most of it, I don't really read it. You know, some of it is really sad, and some of it, you know, it's just like really you wasted five minutes mm-hmm. to put this on here. Okay. So right, right. There's pros and cons, but I have gotten more positive than negative, uh-huh. and there's a lot of people who go out of their way to find me. Like, for example, I mean, it was easy to find me on Facebook. And it was easy to find Twitter because I created a Twitter page. But my Instagram page had nothing to do with either one of them. And somehow people started finding me on Instagram. And I was like, whoa, Uh this is getting crazy. So then I had to change my Instagram. (laughs) But the the outcry of people who said, you really inspired me to do something. And it wasn't just about people being inspired to, you know, work out. Their people are doing other stuff too, and they're not just overweight, like maybe like as overweight as I am, like maybe they're just right. 20 or 30 pounds overweight, but it was the fact that it got them up and it got them to do something, and that's all I really cared about at the end of the day. And I loved you had a second video that you, that you sent that uh, you said that you never did this for the likes, you didn't do this for the, you know, for the negative comments or even for the positive, you did it hopefully to inspire someone. And but what it to me what that represented was you took your life and you you realized you weren't where you wanted to be and you took it in your own hands and turned it around. How I mean how how were you able to do that? Because at your heavy, how much were you, did you weigh at your heaviest? Uh, three forty eight. Three forty eight, and I know that in the video the uh, the first hundred days you you got out the three hundred club and I know you were very excited about that. Um, uh-huh. And so, so if you don't mind, how much have you have you lost? Because how many days has it been now? Um, I am on day one six, no, like one fifty nine. Okay. And I've lost over uh, fifty pounds. Wow! Wow! Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you. I'm actually impressed that you've seen the second video. Not that many people have seen the second video. The second video is a little bit different than the first. I do talk about um, some things that were not talked about in the first one, in addition to how uh, some of the media kind of portrayed the video because I have never been anywhere in my adult life like a skinny girl. I always had curves. I always Mm -hmm. was like a plus-size person.
passion. So when I decided to do the the going to the gym to lose weight, it was really to find myself again and what I'm comfortable with, not what, you right. know, the scale says. Mm-hmm. Not what, you know, a, the number is supposed to be because of the doctor that said so, because there's never been a doctor that told me, oh, you have problems because you're overweight, which is kind of shocking. But I'm also tall, so maybe yeah. that has something to do with it. It's mm-hmm. really about I want to promote a healthy lifestyle, and that's why I said in my second video, you know, being healthy does not mean being skinny. You know, you right. can be healthy and be at a perfect size of whatever you're supposed to be happy with and you need to be comfortable in your skin. There's one video that um, a lot of people seen and some were shocked to see, like, I literally, like, lift up my shirt and said, yep, here's my giant stomach. This is what wow. I look at every day and I'm wow. happy to look at it because yeah. Um, one of the things that is hard is just learning how to love the person that you are, even though you're mm-hmm. going through changes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. And I didn't know how to do that, but I'm learning every day. And it starts with really looking at yourself and accepting the person that's in the mirror, even though you're going to improve on it. Because exactly. you can't, you know, get up and have the motivation unless you're taking care of yourself first and being kind to yourself first and not shaming yourself and not putting yourself doing all that, then there's no point. Wow. Keisha, I just want to thank you so much because you are an inspiration to us all. I mean, I posted that video so many times because I had to let everyone see the story. You know, when I first saw it, I said, we got to get on the show. So I want to thank you for taking the time and continue to inspire us. Tell us where, where you would like people to follow you. I know you said Twitter, and it's Love Thyself, uh was it 365? 365, right. Uh, I love that. I love that. Um, tell us where, where's the best way to follow you. Keep up with your uh, if you, if Everyone's, like, in different places, and I'm not on that many spots. So if you're on Twitter or Instagram, it's Love Thyself 365. So that's pretty simple. But if you're on Facebook, um, it's the full name is Lakeisha Shun. You can always look up my video and see my name there. And I actually created a community site, so you'll get to see everything about workout and eating and different things that I'm doing. Um, if you just want to take a look at all of my videos, they're all 10 seconds each, and there's other people doing other things. Also, if you want to join the club too, the website's called GiveIt100.com. And you will see me on that site. That's where I post all of my videos. Because sometimes I don't, I don't post every single video, you know, every single day on Facebook of what I'm doing. So if you want to mm-hmm. see them all and see what other people are doing, it's a really close knit community. There's no shaming. There's, you know, no bullying on that website. And that's why I went to that website. Everyone is as supportive of me as I am of them. And a lot of them have joined because I'm on that site. And they're doing more things than I'm doing. In addition to that, there's also um, two more categories I'm going to add on in the next uh, couple of, like, 100 days. So there's other stuff I'm going to do on that site that's not going to be shown anywhere else. So it's going to be an interesting ride. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I wish you nothing but success. I know you you have a bright future ahead of you. I I thank you for your time, and, and God bless you, okay? Thank you. You too. All right. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Mars after this. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. 
listening now. You're listening to the Steed and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Steed and Night Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Lamar Morris Edwards is a hip-hop, R&B music producer, singer-songwriter. Born and raised around music, Mar began to play music in his father's church. His innate talent began to flourish as he joined 15 or nothing, 1500 or nothing during his high school years. Despite his numerous musical achievements, uh, he's, successful, he's a successful entrepreneur. As I mentioned, he's part of 1500 or nothing, a band and Grammy-nominated producers, as well as Smash Factory production company created in collaboration with producer Little C and multi-platinum artist T.I. Please help me welcome Mars. Welcome to the show. Yo, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. What are you doing? <laughs> How are you doing What's tonight? What's up, man? Man, I'm blessed. I can't complain. I'm, just, I'm, I'm blessed. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I can't, I can't complain. I can't complain at all. So let's talk about you joined 1500 or nothing in high school. Tell us about how that all came went down. Um, well, well, first, first off, I want to thank you for you know having me on the show. And, oh yeah. Uh, no doubt. You know, I know I'm supposed to uh, you know get with you the other day, and we had some technical difficulties, but I appreciate you reaching back out and having me. You know, oh, on the yeah. show. But um, yeah, uh, initially in high school, fifteen hundred or nothing was created after mm, I'd say like the last year in high school, like you know, was mm-hmm. like I was a, a senior, and um, I got with I actually had a, a um a studio in North Hollywood, you know, after I graduated. And, you know, I was just working. I moved down to North Hollywood. I was, you know, graduated from Lancaster, graduated from Course Hill High School, rather, but I was in the city of Lancaster. And my homeboy, Lorenz, and Jonathan, you know, people know of me because, you know, my dad preaches. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really into my instrument, really into, the, you know, the organ. So, you know, people start, you know, seeing me playing, you know, the organ and playing at my dad's church. And, um, uh, that allowed me to start playing in different, you know, church scenes and things of that nature. And um, I got to West Angeles, which, you know, Bishop Blake is my cousin. Shout out to Bishop Blake. Well, uh, <laughs> I got to West Angeles, and I was playing the organ. And these group of musicians were on the side. And at that time, I had hair. It was very Afrocentric, you know, had <laughs> corduroys, you know what right. I'm saying, the, the, all the soul tones, if you will. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, they like, yo, who's this weird looking dude with the glasses? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, they talked to me afterwards, and we we, we kind of just organically started meeting up and, you know, re- you know, making music together. And the opportunity kind of presented itself when Bobby Valentino came to the church that we were playing at. And um, <clears throat> he needed to, you know, enlist the band for, you know, him to get a deal. So mm-hmm. we did the showcase, and after we did the showcase, you know, he came to us like, yo, man, you know, y'all was crazy. You know, they want to do everything, man. Y'all are amazing. What do I got to do? How much is, you know, how much? So 
we like, man, shoot, man, fifteen hundred, man. You know, just fifteen hundred for everything. And, you know, at that time, you know, we split it up. You know, what I'm saying fifteen hundred was a lot of money. You know, at yeah. that time, you know, uh-huh. being kids, but um. Right, right. You know, so they like, yeah, okay, fifteen hundred. They like, yeah. So what's the name of y'all been? And we didn't have a name because we never thought of that. So we was just <laughs> kind of just looking around, like, uh. And you know, my homeboy, uh, Lorenz is like, man, look, it's just fifteen hundred or nothing. Like that's it, just fifteen hundred. So he was like, okay, cool. And you know, we just <clears throat> stuck with that name, you know, to not forget where we came from, you know. Right, And yeah. now 1500 nothing is, I'd like to believe, a household name, you know, whether oh, yeah. people know it or not. You know, you have some of our music, you, you know, you collect yeah. like iTunes or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so, so where did you all transition to, you know, forming the band, you know, doing the songwriting and everything, the production? Where did you um, come, go from there to working with major artists? I mean, you work with what? Snoop, Tyrese. Mac Ten, Ghostface, Teller, Jay Z, all of them. How'd you get to that point? Uh, well, I mean, we collectively just start, you know, combining our relationships, and you know, um, with you know me telling, telling all my relationships and my, all my, you know, people I know, you know, yo man, fifteen hundred, you know, opposed to branding ourselves, we were all about you know branding us as a unit. So you know whether yeah. I went. To somebody's, you know, some one meeting, and Lawrence went to another meeting, and those people talked. They're like, "Oh yeah, okay, well, you know, we maybe we got to check out these fifteen hundred, you know, guys." So wow. after word spread, and we just kept doing music, you know, Snoop, you know, um, had us come. Snoop was actually like the first artist that, you know, kind of brought us in, you know, okay. took us in, let us work in the studio, you know, gave us his studio you know, different things like that. So we were able to capitalize off of that relationship, which obviously mm-hmm. get you know, different placements. And, you know, people just noticing, you know, the soundscapes and the things that we're doing for different artists and just wanting to be a part. So, you know, that's right. how people start just kind of reaching out and recognizing the name. So so once you became a household name or, or no on demand where everyone knew who you were and what you all could produce, well, how did that change? I mean, obviously it changed, but how did it change, you know, everything that you all had going on? Well, I mean, we I, obviously we were able to do more with, you know, <laughs> the money that we were making, you know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, we were able to kind of, uh, you know, move to different situ- situations, different locations. You know, we've been to probably between five or six studios, you know, collectively. Well, you know, mm-hmm. um, up until this point. So um, we just kind of, you know, we're just moving around and trying to figure out, you know, it's still being young. So, of course, you're going to get your <laughs> money and blow it. So, you know, just figuring out how to do things and, more importantly, you know, the business aspect of it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. the point. Because if you don't know the business, then you, you can't, you won't, you won't last long. It's going to blow all your money and, you know, if you don't know that business, talk about how important it is to know the business aspect of, of everything. Man, the the business the business is as important as the music because it is called the music business. It is right. like exactly what it is. You know, if if you um if you're an artist, if you're a you know a, a writer, a producer, you know any of these things and you contribute some type of creativity to where, you know, you get publishing, royalties, points, you know, advances, 
you know, things of that nature, having to sign up with with, with uh, CSAC or BMI or ASCAP, you know, things of that nature, you have to kind of already be abrupt on those things before saying, oh, yeah, you know, I'm ready to produce. Like, I'm, you know, the type of dude that I'm not stingy with, you know, learning. I'm, I've known people, you know, that I've watched literally, like, growing up that, you know, would probably give me, you know, a little bit of information here, a little bit of information there, or, you know, not as available, you know, but it could be somebody off of, off the street or people ask me questions on Twitter or I have my, you know, email up on my Twitter page just so people, you know, ask me every day, like, yo, man, I think I got what it takes, man. Check out my music, this, that. But then if this record gets placed today, which what's the first do you know the first thing about, you know, registering the song? What is your percentage on the song? Is there a sample? Is there a sample clearance? You know what I'm saying? Is the drums from a sample? You know, different things like that you have to kind of already yeah. you know, know because it's your craft. Mm-hmm. If this is your life and that's what you're into, you know, you have to be up on it as well as, you know, willing to learn anything you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What has been one of your biggest lessons that you learned, uh, you know, while you've been doing this? What has been my favorite lesson? My your favorite lesson. Biggest, lesson. Your biggest, biggest lesson. lesson. Yeah. <clears throat> biggest lesson is um, have your attorney read over everything. Have a great attorney yeah. and have them read over everything. Even yeah. if you was to mail me a thank you card right now and you wanted me to sign it and send it back to you, I would have to send it to my attorney all the respect <laughs> because sometimes, you know, the fine print or the invisible print I'd like to say, you know, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes people make things look good and glorious, and a lot of times people think, man, I just need a deal, or I just need to be on, or, man, if I was signed, this would be different. But actuality, people are just signing you to take away from you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're giving mm-hmm. you a little bit of money, of change, so they can have, like, why do you think CDs cost so much? They get right. all of the dollars. We get pennies off of a, uh-huh. off of a dollar. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. People don't yeah. think about that stuff. And, and and now it's like to the point where you got SoundCloud. You got you know people are putting out mixtapes. People are you know you can set up your own website. You know have people buy stuff right on iTunes. So it's like you're in the the people that are actually asking for the deals that are free are in the best positions. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? They're not. All right, you got 100% of your publishing. You are your creative being. You have nobody telling you what to do. You know what I'm saying? I have more artists that I've heard complain than people that, you know, are ex- aspiring artists. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You don't want to be in that position. You just got to kind of know, you know, what you want to do and be prepared for it. What What do you think the best way for, you know, an aspiring artist to break in? Because, you know, it, you know now you have... American Idol and The Voice and shows like that, and you have people getting found on social media, YouTube, and things like that. What what, what advice would you give an artist that that this is what they really want to do, and you know they don't know where to go, they don't know what to do, they feel like they've exhausted all you know everything they knew. What advice do you give them? I say, <clears throat> imagine your vision. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have a vision, create your vision so you can carry out the vision. If you don't know what you're doing, you're just going to kind of be spiraling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't have a direction, if you don't have a sound, if you don't even 
know, like, okay, I want to, my influences are these people. You know what I'm saying? I want to take some, the heartfelt, you know, the the, the meaning, meaningful concepts of, you know, like a Marvin Gaye record or, you know, don't do it exactly because I don't want you to copyright in French and, you know what I'm saying, right. you got to pay for but <laughs> but uh, but you know I'm just saying like for you know just for example you, if you have all of these elements and things that you listen to and things that you you know what I'm saying you know that you love incorporate that in into who you are because that is who you are because that's what you listen to you know what I mean like so yeah. I would say just create your vision and you know what I'm saying carry your vision out it's, it's it's a lot of people that we have the platform right now to just put out anything right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It, it, it hasn't always been been this way. People was, people were complaining about this years ago because you can't yeah. go and buy CDs and blah, 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 whatever the case. You know, times change. So now now while you can drop a song on the Internet and put something, upload something on the iTunes or, you know, whatever the case, TuneCore, you know, there's people out here that are looking for independent artists and, you know, things of that nature. But if you don't put your music out there to be discovered, you know what I'm saying, you'll never know. Never you know. know you yeah. to, you gotta create your create your create your stuff and then put it out, you know what I'm saying? And and know where you're going, know your vision. What do you think the you best know? place for an artist to be? Would you say New York? Would you say Cali? Would you say Atlanta? Where where do you think the best place for for an upcoming artist to be? To anywhere you can be in Australia, right? You know yeah, I mean? like you know, uh, it, you know, it's not. I I wouldn't really say it's the best place to find. You know, people people are found. You know, there's talent everywhere, all over the world. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's. I feel like there are a lot of more, you know, popping states in you know comparison to, you know, different clubs and you know things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Miami and Atlanta. You know, the, the cities that don't sleep, New York, those cities that you mentioned, they're definitely different than the 2 o'clock shutdown Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. you have that party element, people just out all night partying. You know, you could take a song into a club and play it and it break that day and get on the radio the next day. It's definitely not like that out here. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's just different. You got to kind of adapt. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Talk about uh, Smash Factory. Smash Factory is um, a wonderful corporation and a wonderful comrade of individuals, as myself. Mm-hmm. Don't mean to toot my own horn, but I just did. Just a little um, bit, a little bit. <laughs> and uh, uh, Ti, I don't know if you guys know who that is. And then my homeboy Ooh. Lucy. <laughs> well, right, yeah. uh, my homeboy Lil C that produced for Young Dro, Jeezy, T- um, okay. Tip, Usher, Trey Songz, all kind of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we're just three, uh, you know, individuals that are really inclined and just organically are cool. You know what I'm saying? We we right. had a relationship and a friendship first, you know, right. and it just kind of turned into us just. You know, like, oh, man, we really, you know, when we meet up and do this, you know, do this music thing, it's pretty hot. You know, let's see what we can, how far we can take it, you know what I'm saying? And it just turned into us producing songs for, like, you know, Sierra and for, you know, Tip, Fist and 
uh, Drove uh, mm-hmm. movies for the LeBron James movie, you know, different things like that. So um, it's definitely a blessing in the relationship, you know, is 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 definitely you know a blessing as well. Yeah, yeah. The liking the people that you work with, like the people you work with. Exactly, exactly. What what? So in twenty years from now, what what mm-hmm. where is it that you want to be doing uh, in the music game? What is what is it that you want to be doing? In twenty years from now, I will be forty nine, and I'd like to right now be at home with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe puffing the cigar and scoring <laughs> some cartoons. I would really like to score for Tom and Jerry because I just always love Tom and Jerry. But, um, yeah, that's what I would like to do, like, in my spare time. It's just, you know, kind of sit back after a long day of, you know, working or going to the studio and making you guys' favorite hits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would just like to go home and kind of just chill out score some t- cartoons, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. Right. That's, what, right. that's what I would really be more so into by that time. If you say okay. about five years from now, that's a different thing, you know. Yeah. It's about kind <laughs> of at, at that time. <laughs> so um, tell people where they can – well, what, I was going to ask you before I, I was going to ask you where people can follow you. How mm-hmm. does it feel, because I can only imagine, um, you know, to – basically be in control of your career, you know, to, uh, you know, you're your boss. Um, you know, you have contracts mm-hmm. and things, um, but you're your boss. How does it feel to have that, be in control of all that, to to be doing things the way you wanted to do them? Shoot, man, it's wonderful. Um, it definitely, you know, wasn't always this way. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why I stress the attorney and fine print things so much is because I definitely was kind of locked or kind of, you know, I, I ain't going to say anything, but I allowed myself to sign a contract without having attorney an attorney look at it, you know what I'm saying? So for me doing that, I was locked in that contract for a very, 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 very long time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I signed a contract when I was like, 18, I believe, you know, and wow. I just got a contract probably a couple of years ago. But you wow. know, the thing the thing is that, you know, I, I had to kind of work through it. I couldn't be bitter about anybody. You know, of course, the first couple, year or two, I'm like, you know, bitter. And like, man, I can't do this, I can't do that. But it taught me how to work through any situation, mm-hmm. you know, make the mm-hmm. best out of it, you know what I mean, yeah. as well as, you know, when you have people like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, discriminating per, discriminating per se. Everybody, each each person got their own thing. But I'm just saying, for me, at the time, you know, I had a manager, and you know, people would tell you like, hey man, you know, let me do this and let me do that, and I'm selling, you know, give your beef to this person, and I'm with this person every day, you know, so on, so on and so forth, and mm-hmm. you know, I signed up, and that whole two years that I had signed that contract, as soon as I signed the contract, uh, Snoop called, was like, yo, yo, nephew, we got one. I didn't want to mm-hmm. da, 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 come to the studio. Then the mm-hmm. uh, Mac-10 called, yo, then Bobby Valentino. Then, you know what I'm saying, uh, like it was just it was just like bam, 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 bam. You know, I had about five to seven 
you know, placements in that just one one year, one and a half, two year span, and it's like, wow. you dog, dog, you just sitting back collecting twenty percent of all of my work. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so it allowed me to exactly. So it can allow me to have another perspective. At first, I was like, man, you know, like, man, forget managers. Like, oh, like managers. Like, oh, uh, managers. Like, but you know, it just took me to understand. You have to have the right. Brand, you have to have people that understand your vision first. You know, I didn't even have a vision. I just knew I just wanted to get, you know, beats. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying right. to get work with Missy. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Right. But, you know, I wasn't well, looking in the grand scheme of things. But in hindsight, you kind of maybe not glad, but do you appreciate that experience? Because now, where you are now, you know, you learned from it. You took the lesson from it, and now you know know how to proceed do, do you are you kind of do you appreciate going through that yeah oh yeah definitely um yeah. would i go through it again no i would have avoided it could you know if i could have uh-huh. avoided it and and known yes i would have but you know uh-huh. like i was talking to my mom um um yesterday and i was telling her like you know sometimes you have to be the kid that, you know, go touch the stove to find out that it's hot. It's not yeah. that you don't understand. It's not that you don't hear, but it's just sometimes experience is the best teacher. Not in every scenario, but sometimes us as humans, we just kind of, you know, we're so inquisitive and we're so, you know, anxious about certain things that we just kind of tend to, you know, not think first. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell everybody, Marvel, they can follow you and keep up with you. Um, shoot, man, you can follow me as I follow Christ. I'm going to try my best on this journey of serving the Lord Jesus Christ because I love him so much. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at, at MyGuyMars. And um, my website is MyGuyMars.com. And my band is 1500-O-R-N-O-T-I-T-H-I-N, 1500-nothing without the G. Mark, it's definitely been a pleasure, man. I appreciate you coming on. Wish you all the continued success in the future. And uh, God bless you, man. Man, a pleasure is mine. I appreciate it. All right. All right, right back bless. after this. All right. Right back after this. All right, cool. cool. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Angela Viola, a.k.a. Big Ange, is the niece of Salvatore Sally Dogs Lombardi, a deceased captain of the Genovese crime family. Angela, a single mother of two, was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, 
with her two sisters and four brothers. Many of you know her from the hit re- VH1 reality show Mob Wives. Please help me welcome Big Ange. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being on. It's definitely an honor. Definitely an honor. <laughs> so, 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 what are you up to right now? Right now, I'm just chilling and taking a break. Yeah, yeah. I know you're a busy woman. You know, like I said, a lot of us know you from Mob Wives, but you had a spinoff show, Big Ange. And then it kind of transitioned into Miami Monkey. Which one was your was your best experience, or which one is your favorite? Would you say, if you had to pick one? I enjoyed Miami Monkey. Yeah, your daughter. Yeah, you know, so that was a good experience. Okay. Other than that, I do prefer the Mob Wives. The mom was okay, okay. And why would you say? I know that your daughter obviously that's a personal thing, but why? Why would you say the mob wives itself has been your favorite? I can relate to them a little more than the twenty-five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. So you know, you've done a lot of reality TV at this point. How how do you think it's changed your life? good thing and and how, how have you adjusted to everyone knowing who you are you know because we've seen you on tv not outside of the show and i know i saw you on wendy williams show one time uh seen you on a lot of different places how how do you, have you adjusted to being now, a public figure that, Oh, no. Okay. I'm going to eat the table. Okay. <laughs> He's okay? Okay, Dad. No. Oh, your babysitting. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, I was asking. you. Oh, okay, okay. I was asking you, how is reality TV, how have you adjusted to being a public figure, you know, being someone that you, you can't go anywhere without someone knowing who you are? How have you adjusted to that? Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying being? That's good. Be you? Do you have to, you know, act different in front of public, or act, can you just be you? And uh, yeah, I'm not okay, okay. Not, I'm still yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that from watching you. So, do you have you ever watched, sat back and watched the shows that you've been on? And has there been anything that's been kind of embarrassing that you like? Oh no, I wish they didn't air that. Or are you fine with whatever they put out there? I said, have you ever watched, you know, watched the show and you know watched the playback and been embarrassed by something that's been aired, or are you are you fine with whatever they they put out there? Oh, I'm 
You got it like that. <laughs> you got it like that. I hear that. And then paid for my check, and there were seven of us having dinner. Mm. So when you're not, you know. Can we back to perfect night now? No? Yeah, sounds great. Free drinks. Uh, you people paying for your check? Chris Chris Wow, wow. So when you're not out in the... Houston people always take out my check when I... But it happened to me since I'm 18 going out with my friends. Always people pay. Oh, wow. So you used to have them paying for you, huh? when you're downtown? What downtown? They take my grades up to school every morning at 7. I don't have downtime. Oh, no. That's all. You got to get up early? I bet. Yeah, I get up early. I take them to school every morning at 7.30. Then I go to the bar because it opens at 8. And I check out what I need. Then 9 o'clock, I start going to the liquor or the liquor the beer. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you don't get much downtown. You don't get much downtown, do you? children getting married, how do you how do you embrace their, their uh significant others? Building your home, uh, you know, you have your shows. I can't wine out to 
The Big Antoine. The Big Antoine? Okay. Talk about that. Yeah, and if you go online, it's 10% off the Valentine's Day. Mm. I got Prosecco, Cabernet, and Merlot. Wow. I mean, uh, Chardonnay, Merlot, and Prosecco. Okay, okay. What other business ventures? Because, you know, you find a lot of people, you know, they utilize the pe- platform of reality TV. You already had things going on before that, but they utilize that to expand. Are there any other business ventures you're working on? Well, I did have a uh, salon, like a beauty thing, but it drowned in the Hurricane Sandy, so mm. that's done. I'm sorry to hear that. So now I don't know what my next venture is. Maybe open another monkey. Yeah. Else. You need to open something here in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. You know, I've been networking with some some uh, local higher up, so we can get you down here. Get you down here. Yeah, get. Who is that? Yeah, get me down there. <laughs> well, I want to come to Georgia. Yeah, you need to come out here. You need to come up there. Tell us about Georgia. I want to come. Have you been there before? favorite type of meal? Yeah, I love everything. I love food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just cooking dinner now for tonight. What you cooking? I love Southern food. I love Italian food. I love Chinese food. I love everything. I'm just a food person. Yeah, yeah. Tonight I made chicken bread shake, sauteed spinach, roasted potatoes, and salad, and mixed and Woo! So you cooking? That's how I roll around here. I hear that. You cooking over there? <laughs> you cooking over I'm there? I'm always cooking. <laughs> do you do you tweet? What? Do you tweet? Are you on Twitter? Yeah, I tweet. Okay, where can we follow you? Big uh, H V H one G. All right. Well, listen, I know you're a busy woman, and I just want to thank you so much for taking the time and talking to us tonight. And I, I wish you all the best in your uh, in your business ventures and with your grandchildren. And you have a great one, okay? Thank you. All right. Get Georgia. get you to Georgia. And when I come up there, I want a good, I want one of the meals that you be cooking. Okay, you get me there. I'll cook. <laughs> Sounds good. Have a good night. Bye. All right. For more information about Big Ange, go to our Facebook page. We'll be right back after this. Well, that was my interview with Big Ange. I want to thank all my guests tonight. I want to thank Lakeisha, Shern, Mars, and Big Ange for joining us tonight. For all of you at home, have a great week. God bless. Peace. Girl, I'm on my way.